0: Hey gang, Sean Geek here and fast fret, and we have two storefronts. If you are a T public fan, you can browse our inventory over at T public, which is T
1: public.com forward slash Sean Geek podcast or redbubble.com slash people slash Sean Geek podcast. You can get anything
0: from either storefront from T shirts, stickers, phone cases, accessories of all kinds we're talking masks notebooks mugs pillows totes tapestries oh my oh my everything's (laughs) there just go to those addresses also check the show notes and help support the show
2: thank you goodbye Bye.
3: I try to take Sundays off, but Good. doesn't always work. Six days a week? Uh, no, right now, no. It depends. Right now, it's four. Uh, and then uh, you're playing four days a week? No, working out. Oh, okay. Doing Ernie stuff. Uh. And then, um, and then, uh, yeah. And then comes summertime. I've realized that the six days. Is uh, especially uh, at our age, it's just not um, you don't gain as much. So what I figured out that and a lot of people figure that out in the day too. So three on, one off, three on, one off, three on, one off. Yeah, when when you're in like a like a like a like a heavy volume higher, uh, then then that's the that's the trick that works great. I did that last time; it was awesome. Well, wow.
0: yeah, I'm doing uh, one on one off. I'm just doing yeah. it that way because uh, I I had to. I am older than you, but by, by hair, by hair, Makes a difference. <laughs> but uh, I do one day on. So I, I get up at six. I work out. I work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then I write Tuesday, Thursday. Like I take that same amount of time to do writing or creating or whatever. And then uh, the weekends, I do a lot of like just physical activity with the kids and stuff like that and creative things that are not like just me. Like I work with kids with their music or, or that kind of stuff. So, and I like it actually. It's, it's good.
3: Yeah, absolutely. No, three days a week is, is uh, for, for maintaining, for feeling good. I was doing, I was doing that full body workouts. I found Arnold's, uh, um, what he did in his teens, (laughs) to get to where he got to, to shape. Right. And, uh, and it was what they were doing in the fifties, full body workouts, you know, all barbell dumbbell, that's it. Dungeon workouts. And, uh, so I found one that he created and modified and made it a little bit more current for the, for, for the mid sixties. And, uh, (laughs) and man, it's tough, but Oh my God, you ever felt good after like, I, I never felt like my body was all like, working together after one of those full body workouts. I was doing, they were higher, but like yeah, three days a week and man, I was getting great results, but. Uh, so was it a full
0: body each day?
3: Yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, full body workout. Three times. Three times a week. Yep. Mm. So well, day off, day off, two days off.
1: Um you yeah. have recoup time for that? Yeah. Lots of, yeah,
3: absolutely. Cause you're yeah. doing, you're only doing sets of like six to eight, right?
1: Oh, okay. Okay. You,
3: so, okay. So it's 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 more to put muscle on in the main area. So it's all compound movement. So squat, deadlift. Bar, it's again, it's all barbell. Mostly all barbell stuff. uh,
0: yeah.
3: uh Presses, uh, bench press.
0: Is that and, is in his encyclopedia?
3: No, it's not. No, oh, it's not. Okay, because I don't uh, ever see it in there. Yeah, uh, I can send it to you. Um, yeah. No, you- these. Yeah, the encyclopedia is pretty much from his, from from. from the point he moved on from there, kind of when he got to California and and saw how they were working out and saw the difference and holy shit these guys are doing this and that and that and start starting putting together the the best of both. But anyway, yeah, so uh, it's really awesome. It's a great great workout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I
0: keep alternating too, and I keep uh, putting like yoga in there. Todd, sorry, yeah.
3: Todd,
1: you're gonna say, no, my workout. Close your eyes. What do you see?
3: <laughs> that's that's
1: my workout. <laughs>
3: I see lots of guitars. That's a good workout.
0: Yeah, moving them around. Yeah. <laughs> He's picked up quite a few since the last time you talked to him.
3: Yeah, evidently.
1: Yeah, the the blue one.
3: Oop. Yeah,
1: I see Over it. Over here. That's the player series. Yeah. Uh blue. And then I picked up the Butterscotch player series telecaster. Yeah. Um, was it Quest Quest? no it's Music. No, not Quest. What was the other? What's the Yamaha one? So, oh, um... yeah, anyway, the I other place, them, yeah. yeah, when I was uh, when I was looking at the blue one, uh, Long McQuaid had them, and then I was looking at the other place to see how much they were, and I noticed that the Butterscotch Telly was 800 and some dollars for the player, and I went, geez, that's awfully cheap. I was just wondering, <laughs> didn't think anything of it. A couple months later, I'm looking, and I'm going, hey, it's still 800 and some dollars. So I went, hmm. So I looked at La Quaid. I looked at Cosmo, I looked at all the other places, and they're all like $1,100 or $1,200. So I was like, it's going to be a mistake. So I ordered it. I said, you know what, I'm going to order it. You'll never get that price again. So sure enough, I get a call the next day. Well, you know, we have this damaged one we can give you for seven whatever. And they showed me the damage and it says, no, that's okay. I'll take the, uh, the one I just ordered. Well, we don't have any more of those, so we can't really, so going forward, the price is going to be, and I says, no, no, I bought it at this price. Uh, no. So then I went to the better business bureau. Then I went to the, I guess the government version of the better business Mm -hmm. bureau. And it says, well, once you ordered it and they accepted payment, they've committed to, to the purchase. So I went back to them. I says, look, I says, this is what I found out. I says you can talk to these people. I see that you you pull down the ad, so I, luckily I took a screenshot of it with the date and time, and then the new one where it says that 404 not found or whatever. So they obviously they <laughs> pulled it after they talked to me, uh, so that they could try and wash their hands of me. So, uh, so anyway, I got it. So they they sent it to me. <laughs> awesome. So well, you know,
3: I heard uh, I, I I listened to uh St. John's to music. Fun. When you uh, when you Sorry. mention that whole thing and you go through the whole thing, oh and, you heard it. Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. And as as someone that uh, that has worked in music stores since he's I was eighteen, uh, there's so many things that were going through my mind of what probably realistically happened on their end. You know what I mean? They forgot to update it. That they have to do to try and, you know, they can't tell you certain things, obviously, right? So it's like, oh, well, uh," but anyway, yeah. Uh, No, but it's, and it's the same thing where, as if you go, as you guys know, if if you go somewhere and there's a sticker for a price of something and you go to the counter and they're like, oh, so sorry, no, that went up. A lot of people just bend over and like, all right, sure. Well, what's the price? But like realistically, they have to sell it to you at that price, unless it says sale ends December 4th or whatever. And it's December 4th. Right. Aside from that, if they don't take the tag down, they have to sell it to you. It's like that thing on, on Netflix you're seeing now with Pepsi, right? Where's my, where's my, um,
1: oh, yeah, my jet, my jet or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> kind of the same idea. But anyway, yeah. So good for you. Good for you for
3: pushing it because, uh, because, um, yeah um they totally get away with that kind of stuff all the time man
1: yeah but i I did realize i mean looking at the price of everyone else everywhere else they had increased the price for some reason the butterscotch version was the only one that was at 895 or whatever it was so
0: yeah so do you you think any do you think they forgot to just to take it off that one color
1: probably
3: or like often what happens is like okay well uh, you know, pr- as, uh, as you guys know, prices of things fluctuate in, 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 in cost, right? So let's say they buy a batch of something at $600 cost and then all of a sudden they're still sitting on that batch of stuff that costs $600, but then now Fender has increased their price. Oh, okay. So now they're going to increase that price to the new price. So Now their markup on that guitar itself is way more than original because now they're selling it at today's price where they bought it at yesterday's price. Uh, so uh probably what happened yeah absolutely they forgot to uh to, to to flip it up uh or it's discontinued they forgot to take it off whatever the deal is uh so then they don't want to you know have to have to you know bend and, and and do that so that's totally what they did they just forgot to take it off um right. and uh pal there you go
1: sounds like gas prices the gas price goes up but this desk gas has been in the pump for what uh, they come once a week or once every two weeks to fill right but the, the same the price
3: too right yeah. gas price goes down and they got to sell it for below what they paid for it
1: that's true but that doesn't happen very often <laughs> <laughs> no i'm talking the old gas <laughs>
3: work yeah. happen, but uh but Can you so told me so gas
0: today. companies are not making money what
3: but <laughs> well, the gas companies—they're losing their, their shirts. Don't uh, and from working at a gas station for a while, uh, my uncles—I uh, know that for a fact. So same thing, like they wouldn't compensate them if it was like, well, there's a gas war. I had to put my prices down. Uh, uh, they're like, well, sorry, they're not going to give you a deal on the cost on the next one, right? So, anyone, often with that kind of stuff, if you if you're if you want to hop into this bidding war or whatever, you're going into your bottom dollar, not the companies. Yeah. Anyhow. But yes, yeah, good for you. You got a you got a great deal on and on and off from
1: <laughs> there. Yeah. And then uh I don't know if you'd heard uh Donda went in halfers to the the Gibson the Las no the um okay. to, uh, vintage. Yeah. So yeah, is very... it sixties? 60s? Sixties 60s neck, yeah. Figured yeah. you'd that, yeah. Yeah, it was Long McQuay was on sale. Yeah. I think it was originally I can't remember now, but it was a lot of money. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm very, very happy with that. Just got 10s on it, which is, I'm not, you know, I'm more of a 9s person, but um, I'm kind of getting used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I've got my other one, kind of the matching one. Where yeah, is it? I see it's that. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> that one's got a really nice flame on it, but that's my Epiphone one. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So obviously, uh, you can, you can, uh, now personally enter the game of the Epiphone the same as the Gibson. There's no difference. It's just that you can play the difference now. I'm assuming a, eh? like
1: you can totally tell, uh, you know what? I haven't played the other one for quite some time. <laughs> when the Epiphone? Str- yeah. And it needs a string change. It's got that, yeah. uh, that, that weird, uh, wood that, uh, It's a, oh, what's it called? It's more of a brown wood. It's not a dark ebony or like the fretboard. Mahogany? Sao Paulo or Paulo.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. What they're using instead of uh, rosewood.
1: Yeah. So that's what that one is. And the strings on it, when you look at them, they've got like a copper color to it. So whatever strings they put on it, my fingers were black for. It's just cheap strings. Yeah. They just send them them out the door. Yeah. And I haven't changed them yet. So once I change them, (laughs) Then I can play both of them and then see what well, the yeah. difference is. Well, but. now you have
0: homework, Todd, because we know you like homework. Yeah, it's homework. you got to play them both <laughs> side by side, record it. Yeah, set them right?
1: up similar,
3: totally, yeah. and uh, yeah. Danny, are we so,
0: going to hold them accountable for this or what?
3: I, you know, it's just that <laughs> I'll, you, I'll see, it. you see you see it all the time it. on forums and people talk about it, and it's in in all honesty, in my opinion, it's usually people that can't or don't want to afford the real thing so they convince themselves that the offshore market thing uh or the overseas thing is, is 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 just as good but realistically it's not you know what i mean um but that's for me and i'm talking talking plugged in, not plugged in i'm just talking strumming acoustically playability because i know what, where they cut corners and i know how they do things a little differently not saying they're not good not saying right. that you can't take an Epiphone and like a Harley Davidson, you swap out the pickups, you put your tuning keys on, you want it, you change out the bridge, you, you know, and you've got a way better guitar. But you now, how much closer are you to a Les Paul, right? Right. <laughs> you just mm, another six hundred bucks now.
1: It's like polishing a turd, and the end is still a turd. <laughs> well, <laughs> although turd although a Epipho- word, but yeah, yeah, I mean, so- Ep- Epiphone is good. Like uh, for me, that it's been great. I mean, I had Epiphone, the awesome. Epiphone is had- awesome. Yeah, I had the the with the 100 model or yeah. or the three no it was a 300 model it was a bolt-on neck but this was uh made in Korea back in the 90s this was Dan's guitar that oh, uh, Dan's he, old guitar yeah so he yeah. had given me that one and I changed it I put I uh, went to Stumac and got their uh their pickups and put that in there and it it sounded okay but it was like okay and then when I I got the epiphone it was a step up from that one
2: Mm-hmm.
1: um and it was like yeah and i played it you know played it to death and then uh yeah so now i get the the, the real thing so yeah i'll have to i'll have to do an a b b yeah thing. yeah it's, it's kind of it's... like my uh the, the the american player strat versus you know any other strat that i have the the squire i even yeah. have a i even have a squire It's actually a USA squire, actually. Yeah. Which are pretty, pretty rare, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. And it's got a nice, the neck is nice. It's got a nice, uh, nice thing on it. It's not just plain Jane. So what year? Uh, 80,
3: 80 88,
1: 89. Yeah. Something like that. I guess it was a, there was a fire in the Mexico plant or something. And then they had to have, Uh, Some of them were made with parts from the U.S. parts and I don't know. Okay,
3: I was wondering because there's a transition part when Fender, uh, because it was only Japan for a long time and then when they went back to being USA made well, they were using some Japanese parts, some American parts, same idea. Uh, So to not have to call it a Fender when they had just, you know, gone back to USA made ones, they were calling some of them Squires, even though that they're Parts that would have been on their top model when they were in Japan, right? Right. Uh, well, the
1: bridge block is a smaller block, so it's always yeah. not the uh, not the American yeah. version. Yeah. But I, I get that at a pawn shop. It was uh, that, and the case was three hundred bucks. Wow, hard shell case. Yeah. So I was like, mm. but that was back, and that was twenty some years ago. But...
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I know. I got. I got to start thinning the herd. I, gotta... <laughs> I, I my... did
3: that last year. I'm down to like five guitars. Five. Oh. Oh my favorite guitars, you
1: know what I mean? Yeah, Then I got my bass up that I just picked up from Long Quaid Oh the yeah. Fi- the 505, which is normally 900 and some dollars. It was 399 But the thing is that it said SR4 on the tag, but then on the header on the top it said SR5. So I, I think they may have uh yeah, so labeled that one also.
3: <laughs> yeah. You got a four string uh four string bass for uh f- four string price for for a five string bass.
1: Well no, it's not a five string base. Sorry, it's the SR, sorry, it's SR five hundred. Oh not the five oh five, but the, the just the five hundred. I see what you're saying. Which hey, is hey. the wooden wooden body instead of yeah. the uh yeah. yeah. A little lighter than my other one. I got an SR four. But yeah. that's uh the one
3: I have back there is a, it's a specter I bought because I want to recreate Gene's uh, love gun base, his specter that oh, he had. Yeah. Uh, I need another bass because all I've got in my Kiss tribute is the Axe bass, and which is fine, but it's a. It piece doesn't of sound. It doesn't sound good, though, does it? No, I've replaced all the. I, I replaced everything in there. I, I figured you
0: must have. I can't there. see that being a good sounding bass. No,
3: but with an EMG in it, you know, you're pushing an active <laughs> signal, so that going to a to a, you know a direct line is fine. But it's, it's a piece of crap and playing all night, there's like no sustain. So you're constantly like hammering into it to get, I find, to get tone. Anyway, and where the point comes out, it sticks into my thigh when I'm playing. Oh. So if I'm not cautious, I'll, the next day after a show, I'll, uh, then that, you know, all my legs bruised all in the inside. All the inside of my thigh from the axe point. anyway. But the biggest thing why I need another bass is because after I do the blood spinning, well now I'm covered in this sticky, fake blood everywhere. So for the rest of the show, even my tech tries to wash it all off so much you can in between whatever I have, drum solo, whatever it is, it still sucks. It's all so I want to be able to just grab something else right. and play. Mm-hmm. And so um so
0: Jean well, probably me? did the same thing anyway, I'm sure.
3: Oh, absolutely! He would he just done, yeah. He he, he the rest of that song with it for the for the photos and, and yeah. all that, and then uh, so, you know grab his other bass. So so yeah so but it's actually same thing. Was I got a good deal on it uh, uh, from Europe, shipped here. Um, Europe, wow! And, uh, and uh, it's great. It's a great, great, cheap bass. Um, so this winter I'll probably start modifying a little bit.
1: Nice. Yeah.
0: So, what What else? What have you been up to a lot? You've been playing a lot. So, are do you I've have been, time to do your business at all? Or,
3: uh, I've been playing a lot. Yeah. I, uh, more than I expected to be honest with you when I launched my, uh, my repair shop business last year. But and what's uh, it called
0: for everyone it's called, listening?
3: It's called Royal Tone Guitar Repair and Services. And the end services, all the other stuff I do, like playing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so I got too busy at one point, like often people do when you realize you're uh, so proud to a business, you're, you have to do everything. The busier you get doesn't mean the, the more money you're going to make, you're just putting off more things that you should be doing to run the business. So it took me a while to kind uh-huh. of figure that out, what to, what to get. So I've actually like decided I'm going to, um, to uh, scale back a little bit uh and and i'm just kind of go on word of mouth and people that i know it seems to be going good that way uh uh, repeat business um and then just kind of let it slowly build um versus i got like i said you get really busy then you're two three weeks behind then you're not offering good service um Mm -hmm. and then you just have more work so now i'm not working on my website because i've got three weeks of guitar stuff to do i'm not posting every day or every second day Mm -hmm. like i spoke to on social media i'm not you know so uh i just can tell you all about that because sylvia has her own business too right and she
0: had she hit the same wall where it's like i don't have time to do the business part of the business yeah
3: absolutely and and then somebody wants uh they want to do this cool mod and they want to add a bridge and and they and the bridge they got is not doesn't doesn't fit so now you got to go look and try and find the right bridge and then you get another one in and that one doesn't fit either and then St- stuff like that right there's always something and then parts and then ordering the right things so so i've kind of realized that i and i like it better uh guitar repair is, is a very to me anyway um it's it's not an on and off thing it's not a uh um, um black and white it's every guitar is different because it's an organic material the wood every you know every strat's going to be different every less ball is different wear is different on every guitar so I just find it was hard to to say, I'm going to do this in this amount of time and I'm going to turn over this many guitars mm-hmm. when I got to do everything else. Just taking in a guitar, 15 minutes, chatting with the person, seeing what they like, blah, 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 picking it up another 15 minutes. They want to check it out, of course, try it out and then, you know. People like to talk about gear. People like to talk about what they bought. People like to. So now it's like, okay, well, there's a half hour I just lost, but it's all part of the business. It's not that it's a waste of time, but you know, but yeah, when you're figuring out
0: your billable time, it's all about like, how long, how long is this really going to take?
3: Well, and the thing is, is you can even set it. I could set it up on Sunday night go, okay, this is my work week's going to look like. And then I get 10 new people that want to come in that week and book in and chat. Yeah. well now I've lost five six seven hours so now that's two or three guitars that I'm behind already without even working on the bench yet
0: yeah you didn't do anything yeah, no. yeah.
3: so I've kind of realized I'm just gonna do it like this uh, and uh, it's 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 a it has a good flow and I think if I want to go big like I wanted to I'd need another play I partner I need another someone else that can you know man the phones and man the emails or look at ordering stuff or worry about parts or just, you know, uh, that's the one thing stuff. Yeah. Or just trade off on on two days a week. One person does that and the other person does bench work. And then the other two days a week, I don't know, some sort of some, I just found it by myself to do a good job and do properly on all facets. It was really hard to, uh, to to nail, you know. Um, so now I've I've scaled back. Uh, I've, I've I've actually for December I'm pretty much full. I'll probably start uh, um, uh, stop refusing stuff for now, putting it off till January. Uh, where where six months ago it's like, well, no, I can't do that. I, ha- I have to. I can't say no to anybody. You know, that's not how you get. this oh, yeah. You have to say yes. You know, even if it's a job you don't want to do. You know. Um, okay. So uh, so yeah, so trying to find that 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 balance.
0: Yeah, That'll take some time. It took Sylvie, like Sylvie's been doing it for 15 years on her own with her own business. And honestly, yeah. she's still tweaking all the time. So you'll, you'll get there.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and playing is, is, is like I said, it seems to be uh, it's keeping me busy, too. So the two together and they both work together, right? Like it's it's a it's a hand in hand thing. So uh, and, and also having a home shop is is a whole other thing. Um, because um, you don't have the visibility. Some people, when it comes to their six thousand dollar tailor, someone's shop, they're thinking they're going to show up there. It's in the laundry room with just some, you know, shitty Mastercraft bench. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? With a couple tools, and that's it. It's all rickety, and you yeah. know, uh, um, and uh, so, so once you know, once, once I can make my round with everyone in town, again, I'm not from here, totally different thing, totally different thing. Uh, it takes a while to get people's trust. It takes a while to get uh, on the, t- uh, on the tip of people's tongues. So, oh yeah, I heard about that guy. They get, that has, has to happen two or three times, you know, before they actually sink oh, in, yeah, absolutely. they should go see you with their prized possession, you know, uh, if, if it was staplers, yeah, sure. Let's go to that guy that's up in there in his house, you know, hey, he's got a good price. Let's go there. Yeah. Yeah,
0: staple repair. <laughs> yeah, <but> this <laughs> this is like classic cars, like it's the same sort of thing. You're not just gonna give your car to some jabroni who has well, a stuff in the back in you know,
3: in the backyard. It's one of those you got one shot to do it often, right? So yeah. it's like you wanna make sure that person is confident, you know. Like I had one guy, he he wanted me to do a neck reset on his grandfather's fifty-nine Martin. Ooh. Okay, sure. That that's uh, that's a cool job. Blah blah. We talked about it. He's like, yeah, it's uh, you know it's in really rough shape. I you know, I don't care if finish gets damage in it. It's been played, you know. It's a sentimental thing. Okay, sure. If you if you understand, if you're cool with that, and obviously you know what a net reset's involved and how serious of a job that is, bring it on by, we'll talk about it. Well then from that point on he probably started started looking at what a neck reset is evolving for people that don't know. Basically you're taking the neck off of an acoustic guitar because the angle is too shallow. It's pointing down into the body of the guitar versus to the top of the bridge. And then you put the neck back on at the proper angle. You've got to, again, the neck is draw is glued in there. So you have to, you know, steam it out. You have to heat it out. There's a few different ways, big job. It can go wrong. So, as th- throughout the last like two or three weeks he's he's messaging more about it and i can tell he's realizing what a serious job this is and i can tell that he's kind of like oh well, how, how many have you worked on martin's before he's starting to realize that i can't just <laughs> read anybody, yeah yeah right where yeah. And he had just heard of me from a friend of his who i'd fixed one of his guitars. so then at that point where again six months ago i would have no, oh, no, it's cool. I already got the point now. He's kind of, I was like, you know what? I was like, uh, this is my experience. There is definitely someone in town that's way more experienced. He's actually a, uh, an authorized Martin repair person for finish, for everything. You should probably go see him. And I kind of didn't make it sound like you sound like you're nervous and I, you know, I don't want that pressure. Yeah, yeah. You sound like you trust me all of a sudden, which it has to be hundred percent trust on a job like that. Yeah. So, and I was so much happy when I uh, referenced him to somebody that's probably realistically more uh, well, not realistic. He is more skilled than it. Uh, uh, then you know uh, uh, I could and and he was happy. Yeah, my uh, another well, that, friend. Of mine yeah, that's building your reputation
0: him. too, though, right? Like, well, exactly. You're not coming off as like someone who just wants the wants the money. Like, no, no, no I like this is an important job. You need to go or through.
3: underestimates how big the job is. Yeah, and that's another thing. You know that we're we're in the YouTube generation of YouTube University, right? And everybody knows how to do everything now, and uh, so. You know, yeah, setup is one thing. I did a setup. You two showed me how to do it. I'm sure I could almost do anything else now. And I see it all the time. People that get refrets done and the frets are half sticking out of the board. Still, there's glue all over. They didn't even clean up the glue, the glue all over the fretboard. It's like you paid someone to do this and that's the way they gave it back to you. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of that nowadays.
3: Yeah. Well, and I'm sure it's in every industry. I'm sure mechanics see it all the time. People that try to do stuff on their own and they realize they screwed it and they go to the garage and you know, then you got to fix their mess. You know, you know it's, in, it's interesting because
0: like in Sylvie's industry doing hair, you have to be certified. You have to go to school. You cannot even open up a salon without a license, like without a hairstyling license, Yeah, but you can go to a hair salon and get someone at the hair salon who does not have a license to do your hair. Hmm. Cause they're working under someone else's license.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: but for Sylvie to be on her own, she can't. It's like an apprenticeship. Shit up, and she puts it on the wall. It's like, no, I am a certified, and I have to maintain my skills. And there's a whole, you know, regiment of things you have to do. And I'm sure it's the same with with luthery, right? Like
3: there must. Nah. Be- there's zero regulation on it, man. Uh, oh. See that? That ain't right. I think there should. And be- well, and, and because of that, so so the few schools that are out there just teaching what right? they, you know, their life experience. There's no set, okay. which is terrible. Right. Um, um, so yeah, there's so, so that's why every city, who, uh, you know, if you look, you, if you look through Kijiji, you're going to find, you know, lots of lots of guitar setup people for half the price, you know, $30 for a setup, you know, and, uh, and, and that kind of thing. And people are, oh, well, look at that. He's half the price. He must know what he's doing. They don't understand that there's no, yeah, anybody. Yeah. It's like a personal trainer. Anyone could say they're a personal trainer. Uh, yeah, that's a true. Gym, a gym does yeah. not have to uh, make sure you're certified. A lot of them want you to be certified, but you don't have to. Nope. Um, so it's one of those things. It's, it, it's a, it's, it's it's tricky and it's frustrating, but in the same sense, if you uh, like, I've got my, I'm Taylor certified, I'm Fender certified, um, um, I've got a, I've got a, a certificate from a, from a school of uh, lutherie. So, I went out and got my own. Uh, so it definitely looks better when they walk into my home shop. Do you sometimes. have like, do you have it posted
0: up like your? Oh
3: yeah, yeah, I've got hey, it good. hanging up, frame, framed, framed uh, next, next to my cash. Is that where you are oh, right now? Are you in the shop? Uh, yes, I am. Okay um so uh, so I had it like before my shop was all the whole area was just a repair shop and I had all my drill press and all my big tools and, and the whole thing and then it just kind of it was a little too tight and I was like you know what I kind of want to have a little bit of personality in here so I put some of my own stuff in here and I made the shop a little smaller and I put my drill press and all the other stuff in the in the laundry mechanical room and some stuff in the garage stuff I don't use often so so i'm just in the process of changing it around i'm almost done uh just to make it a little more uh yeah just maybe do do you have i'm
0: asking a lot of questions because i'm actually kind of excited um do you have pictures of your work up
3: uh yes there's a few pictures of work up yes i kind of like i said uh, i kind of pulled my website off when i was getting really busy it's like i got to rethink what i'm doing here because i don't want to Get to a point, and then when you're really busy and you have a lot of customers, then you pull back because then it looks like, well, what's wrong? You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. So I have I have some pictures uh, of my workup and stuff like that. Um, but uh, but in the last few months, uh, I haven't really done much again. Trying to figure out. I, I was actually gonna close. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm just gonna hundred percent take myself off, myself off of the internet, off of Google. And really go by uh, word of mouth and really just do for my friends and, and, and maybe get into something totally different. I've been chasing, uh, I've been squeezing money or ways to get money out of music and everything involved in it since I was 15 or 16 years old. So I've been kind of thinking about well, maybe do something different too. Uh, something totally different. I don't know. Um, but then I get a bunch of gigs and they, they go well and then I do a few repairs and I get great reviews from the customer and it's like, well, maybe I should keep doing this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have you're gonna you're gonna have a Danny's music. That'll be the the, yeah. the hitter. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It doesn't have to
0: have it doesn't have to say Luthery, it doesn't have to say it's just Danny's music. You go to Danny yeah. for you know, you yeah. can even have a studio. Or something like I don't know if that's something you've ever looked at doing.
1: Oh, Danny's music includes Danny's studio. That's downstairs. When you come <laughs> in the door, Danny's music is upstairs. Danny's studio is downstairs. Oh yeah, you'll you'll uh, you'll flourish for sure. The studio
3: stuff. Uh, I liked it when I was younger. When it was more. Uh, this is going to sound so. Uh, I don't know what the proper word is. I liked it when there was more art involved into it. I liked when it was the recording process a bit more of a creative process. How are we going to make that sound? How are we going yeah. to capture that? How are we going to, well, let's move that around. As soon as it went, and I was like, I was going to, I was. I was signed up for a recording school in Vancouver when there were still recording schools and there's still an industry. I was like 18 or 19 and I was approved. I was going to go. I almost went to another one in Phoenix in that, sorry, in Tempe, Arizona, one of the other big ones I'm sure is gone now. I'm sure, I'm sure it's closed. Mm-hmm. But then as everything changed to digital and I could see how things were changing, it was more to home studios and and Pro Tools was, was really coming on strong, but it wasn't as good as it is now. Uh, I just kind of lost interest in it and I just figured, well, you can't do it all anyway. So, you know, maybe, you know, um, so I am just long story short, as I told you before, I haven't, I didn't even have any kind of recording things uh, set up for, for the longest time. And I just finally got the last cable I needed. And when we're done, I'm going to set up my little home recording thing. I don't even have anything to demo with. I just kind of uh, keep it all in my head and, 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 and work on, you know, just, keep uh, my iPhone on the, the voice yep. recorder. Yep. I just have stuff on that. So uh, that works great when your memory is good when you're young, but I'm realizing at some <laughs> point I'm going to wake up and go, oh my God, I can't remember all that stuff. So uh, so yeah, so I'd like to get into more recording. I'd like to be able to do... I've had lots of people that have asked me, oh, uh, could you do a guitar track for this? Could you do that? And I don't have anything set up.
0: Mm-hmm. And it, That's exactly why I brought that up because you could just... That he, that's another thing you could slide into. Well, we need a guitar track, but you can do you can add it at home. Yeah. You know? Like that's how like I don't know if you, you're familiar with quarantine. The no. Chris Jerry. No.
3: Is that like when you can oh, do like recordings that are like with no.
0: multiple people? I, I'm 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 almost embarrassed now that you don't know what quarantine no, is. Man. It's a all kiss 80s cover band. Ah! Yeah. Owen vocals. <laughs> PJ second. Farley uh from Trickster on no, guitar. Uh, yeah, because it's not true. Um, one guy from <clears throat> Dunn or something, the drummer from I don't know, one of the country guys, and <laughs> they do 80s kiss covers. And uh, so what they did, so what they do like this started during the quarantine, and they called themselves quarantine with a K. Yeah. Because it's Kiss, right? And what they do is they because Chris Jericho couldn't wrestle and the other musicians couldn't play. And he's like, Hey, let's just, I'll record, I'll record my drum track at home. I'll send it to you. The bass player will add his bass. And they they were literally recording from home. Like it was a a bedroom recording sessions is what it's kind of called now bedroom recordings. And everyone would do that and then put it all together. And then one person would take all the tracks and master it. Right. So they even brought in Bruce Kulick to to do a a, a guitar like they redid um they redid heart of chrome oh nice so they brought bruce keelkin to do the guitar the lead on it they asked would you be willing to do it but bruce didn't have a setup at home (laughs) kind of like your situation it's like okay how do i do this so they actually set him up with like i don't know it was pro tools or something but they set him up with something at home so you could actually do it and it's like wow you know, even like Bruce Kulik, who in my mind is a god, like he's my favorite Kiss guitarist. He is. I, I think it's it's just interesting. Like, I, I think you having that set up at home and just being able to, you know, so and so says, hey, we need a guitar track. And if you're set up for it, shit, man, like there's another stream of revenue there.
3: Well, and the thing is, is I know it sounds odd. Uh uh for, for me. I mean, feel that don't know me, obviously it doesn't sound odd, but it sounds odd that I wouldn't have a recording set up. And and the reason, the real big reason is is that in uh in, in Moncton in New Brunswick, before I moved back out here, uh in Calgary, one of my hero be seven and a half years, it'll be eight years in May. Um, two of my best friend has studios. So why am I going to go dick around with mm. a laptop and all that? Nothing, you know, when I can just go, Hey, can I go record something? Or a friend of mine needs some tracks. Can I just go in there and just walk in and do it and give them 60, 80, 200 bucks, whatever, how long I'm there okay. and it's done. Right. So that's why I never bothered. But now that I am pretty much a lone wolf out here in, uh, in Calgary, uh, I can't, I don't have that. And yeah. so I can't, but uh, you can
0: collaborate with your friends back home.
3: Well, I can't I can't say too much, but I was approached uh, to to be involved in a online collaboration like this, mm-hmm. uh, like you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, so that was part of what kicked me in the ass to uh, get get uh, the the final little pieces I was missing just to be able to do some demoing to start off because uh, the drummer has a full recording set up at home. And that's what he's been doing. And uh he's like, I'll I'll mix it all here. Just send me some quality tracks to a click and we're good, you know? Um, so uh so that so I've got something kind of neat uh on the go, but I can't cause we all agree we're gonna say anything to anybody, not give any timeline and then yeah, all because of a sudden, then there's
0: expectations, yeah. There's
3: expectations and uh uh the So far, I think we're going to keep it at three. But the three of us involved so far, uh, we don't want anyone to have a certain... Uh, um, oh, it's gonna it's gonna sound like this.
1: Oh, I bet you it's gonna be this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's
3: those three. Oh, I bet you it's gonna be like that. You know? Oh, because uh, of the players and the and the type of music of the that they play. Because of the players, the players' history, right? Uh, yeah. We're all we're we're all players that have been at, at it for a long time, and uh, but we've all done different things, and you know, um, so it'll be kind of neat. Uh, I've never done anything like this, so it's be kind of cool. Um, so,
0: and this is so me yeah. being selfish. What you? having that so I can actually hear some stuff. <laughs> like that's just me being selfish. <laughs> I want to hear some Danny Roy stuff. Like honestly. Yeah.
3: Well and that's the whole thing. It's funny, I've had people ask me like, oh, when's the Danny Roy solo album coming out? And I'm like, oh well, why would why would I put that out? Nobody wants to hear that, you know. Um, but then as I'm going through all these demos that I have on my phone and stuff. Just, pulling stuff that might work for this project uh, that I was talking about, uh, I'm like, oh, that's kind of a cool riff. Oh, that's kind of neat. It's not for this, but uh, that would be kind of cool. So mm-hmm. uh, so I actually asked the drummer if he would be cool with helping me compile almost everything that's worth compiling and then separating it and go, OK, well, this is going to be for something else and this will be for this project. Uh, um, so. Um, so it's going to take a little bit, but in the end, by the end of 2023, I should have two pretty cool things out, uh, or at least working on almost ready, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, I, so I have a good, I have a question. Yeah. You know, Pepe, I used to record everything, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I've, I've kind of picked up on that where every if I'm playing somewhere, if I'm doing something, I usually record it and it's usually for kind of a history, an archive. like not, not a legacy thing, but just more of a, you know what, oh, this person uh, who died X amount of years ago, this is what he did, he actually kept a record of it. Uh Just like, you know, house parties and stuff, I'll go back to and I'll listen to and it's like, oh yeah, I remember that, like Christmas 77. <laughs> You know all the kids are coming in you can kind of hear them in the background you can hear you you can hear charlene you can hear terry like you could hear everything going on and it's just kind of like a a flashback like do you have because i know anytime i see you play it's usually you're outside you're doing something or or somebody's recording it but i haven't really seen anything that you have that you would want to say you know what i'm going to have my own say youtube channel whatnot this is this is what i've done or i don't know do you keep any type of hist historic uh, stuff that you do, other than I mean the kiss con the the kiss stuff that you do. I mean they're recorded, but is there any other stuff out there that that you've created that you know people have access to?
3: Uh, it's funny, Sean asked me that uh, a couple of years ago. We did. Uh, <laughs> yep. Did... No. Uh, <laughs>
0: stopping there we have so much more to talk about but you have to come back next week for that hope you enjoyed the chat Danny is uh, one of the greatest musicians we know and we're going to get him again next week we're going to be talking about backing tracks Mm. anyway see you guys on the flip side later
1: fans of the Sean Geek podcast this is the Corey Geek talking at you Did you know that the Sean Geek Podcast has merch available? That's right. Head on over to seanmcginnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. You'll be taken to the Sean Geek Podcast store on TeePublic where you can find the Sean Geek Podcast logo on t-shirts, totes, masks, and more. And best of all, a portion of the sales goes to help support the podcast and allow Sean and Todd to keep bringing great content your way. Once again, go to seanmcginnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. And while you're there, don't forget to download the latest episode.